-hmm. definitely at this stage, as you come into, you know, we're in January and you get into January, February and first quarter of this year, I would say if your intention has, you know, your new year's resolution has been lost, uh, fear not, you know, this is a journey that we are all on and it's truly one foot in front of the other. Um, we're not meant to move mountains overnight, right? It's slowly and surely, and we can do that together. Financial independence. Freedom. Financial picture. Independent financially. Financial future. Financial freedom and wealth. Financial independence. Get your fill. Financial independence and long life. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Get Your Fill, Financial Independence and Long Life, where we explore ways to achieve those two goals and amazing people come on to help us. Today, we're going to focus on the long, fun, healthy life portion. We have Tessa Arnold with us today. She's the founder of Balance of Co, Ayurvedic Health and Lifestyle Coach. Tessa, thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to discuss these amazing topics. Really, yes. agency over your life. So it's wonderful to be here. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Um, first of all, let's just talk about the trapeze that I see be behind you. Yes. Oh, <laughs> In yes. case people, if people are just on audio, you're totally missing it. So, <laughs> yes, I've got my cords. So I've got my daisy chains in the back. I know we were just talking about all the fun stuff as we kind of look to reflect on 2023. And I took up fun. I pretty much made it a dedication that I was going to have more fun in my life. I have two small children and I was solving, you know, I saw that they were having all this fun and I was like, well, why am I sitting and watching you? I'm going to have fun too. So I recently started my aerial yoga, just own practice of taking classes and loving it and fell in love with it and felt like a child again. Um, so my partner actually for Christmas, he gifted me my own aerial yoga hammock. So we're just <laughs> waiting on the hammock to come in. I know he's amazing. And I was so thrilled. It was the best gift I've ever gotten because I have wings and I can fly when I'm in my hammock. So those are the daisy chains and soon I'll have the hammock this weekend and I'll be flying all over the place. So yes. Wow. <laughs> that is sounds like so fun. It is. If you haven't <laughs> tried it, please do. It is the closest that I think we can get to capturing that true essence of ourselves when we were children before all of those social, you know, restraints and demands and feelings and thoughts came bombarding us and we can just be kids again and be free. It's, it's joyous. Sounds wonderful. Awesome. <laughs> so before we started the recording, we were talking a little bit about New Year's resolutions and imagining that by the time this episode airs that we'll all have completely thrown those out the window <laughs> and got back to reality. <laughs> right, right. Best intentions. Yeah, exactly. But you know, we do that, right? We, we're so dramatic, right? I'm going to lose 50 pounds this month or, you know, we're just, we're way unrealistic. And then you really, you can't keep it going. It's just not practical. So what kinds of things like what do you do each year to sort of like set an intention and, and do something that is not going to get thrown out in the first few months of the year? Oh, I love that. I love that. I am not a fan of New Year's resolutions, okay? Because I have never, when I used to make them, I never kept them. And I was like, <laughs> well, this is for the birds. I was like, and you do, it's this grandiose plan of I'm going to do this giant thing. We well, haven't done that giant thing yet. 
for a reason. And we don't start at the top of the mountain. We have to scale the mountain. And that's one foot in front of the other. And I would say to everybody who's listening, yes, we all have beautiful intentions that we want to start bringing into our lives. And I will say the beginning of a new year, you know, with the calendar practice and the practice of new beginnings is a beautiful gift to us because it gives us that perspective and self-reflection to say, what is it? that I would like to start bringing into my life. Maybe it's something that I'd like to change. Maybe it's a different path. It could be so many different things. So I would start there and I'd say, use that time in stillness. I think stillness is so incredibly important. So please take, if that looks like five minutes, 10 minutes, two hours a week, however long it looks, I would love a week of stillness, Um, but sit with yourself and really realize what is it that you would like to accomplish going into the new year. And it could be some giant plan and post that up on your board. You know, we all talk about the vision boards, talk about that, put it up there, set the intention, but you have to start small, right? Start with the first step of getting to the next and the next and the next, right? So I was looking at a beautiful quote um, yesterday from a book uh, that my partner gave me and we were looking at it and it's so overwhelming to think of a huge forest and finding your way through this giant forest and you can't see your way through it and you can't see through the trees, but you can see your feet and you're going to place one foot in front of the other and take a step. So I'd say, yes, have the beautiful, large, bigger than life plan, but then let's start breaking it up into smaller, manageable more realistic, the feel better for you and achievable plans. And then watch because those are going to start to build and build and build one brick on front of the other. And then before you know it, you have this beautiful house in front of you and you've accomplished that beautiful goal. And honestly, it feels like nothing. You're like, wow, I did all that. Those were months ago. I mean, I've been on my journey now my whole life, um, but pretty much the, the probably some of the most pivotal parts have been over the better part of six years leading up to this, but I don't look back and think about that enough, that it took me that long. It was those falters. It was the fall downs. It was the struggles. So I would say to everybody listening, yes, have the grand plan, have the grand idea. And if you've already lost it and faltered and fallen behind on it, which I'm sure we all have, don't give up, don't lose sight, but just start with some, something small that is manageable for you every single day that feels good and go from there. And then when you do see what happens. Yeah, it's so true. You, you, we underestimate what, you know, the value of time. Like they say, you, people overestimate what they can do in a year and they underestimate what they can do in five years or 10 years. You just exactly. set that goal. And the next thing you know, one of my mentors, this is a silly example, but it's sort of along the same lines. She Every year she learns one social media channel and yeah. she learns it really well, right? And we- a lot of us get into business and we're like, now I have to figure out how to do this and this right. But we really don't, right? One thing. And if you do that one thing each year or each day, right? I read two pages of Think and Grow Rich every night. Mm-hmm. Well, it's only two pages, but it gets you through the book twice a year. It does. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a simple little silly thing, but what kinds of things? Do you have like some daily habits that I you do. sort of always stick with and that kind of build on themselves like that? Absolutely. So we were talking before too. And I think, so one thing that should not be a new year's resolution and it should be built into your daily life is self-care. Okay. Self-care is never selfish. We, for some reason have associated selfish and self-care together. And I would (laughs) tell everybody that that's the, the biggest falsehood there is. 
Self-care is not selfish. It's something that we need to do every day. Boundaries are not selfish. The word no is a full sentence. Those kind of things are all just built into my daily routine, especially coming off now. We're a little distance away from the holidays and we reflect on that kind of burnout feeling. You know, why did we get to that burnout feeling at the end of last year? Why are we needing the super recharge? And why are we feeling this overwhelming sense of starting over and starting fresh? Because some of the things that we were doing weren't working for us. And so that's the self-reflection. So I would say to anybody who's listening, I would say it's always a good idea to think back on the things that you do for yourself on a regular basis. What does your self-care routine look like? Where do you find fulfillment in your life today? What are the things that really fire up your soul? Are they a part of your life today? What are the things you enjoy most? Have you found time to do them? So I would challenge everybody, and this can look like self-care can look so different if it is having two hours without your phone, you know, just totally unplugging and being present, scheduling two hours where you are not answering emails, you're not checking social media, you're being present within yourself within your life, whatever that life looks like around you and settling into maybe a little bit of stillness, reading a book, the things that you really enjoy doing at your core that lift up your natural energy and vibration. So whatever that looks like, having a cup of tea, calling a friend, whatever it is, getting out and moving, taking a long walk, snuggling with your animals, um, whatever that could be. And I would say the things that I carry most dear within my life are the things that I really do do for myself. Within my Balance of You company in the Ayurvedic practice, we have the six pillars of health. Um, and it came to me because I started to embody this and it felt too good not to share. And one of those is meditation and the practice. Mm -hmm. And that can be extremely intimidating to people. Very intimidating. I am not telling you to go sit cross-legged on the floor <laughs> for an hour. It's, it's so uncomfortable, please. <laughs> Unless you've been practicing this for a long time, then kudos to you. I still can't do it. Um, <laughs> You wouldn't watch Netflix that way. You're not going to do, you know, <laughs> talk to a friend that way. So get comfortable, whatever that looks like for you. And just be still start there. Just tap into your breath. Um, really start to still your mind. You're never going to stop your thoughts. It's more falling into the gaps in between. But meditation for me is something that I hold very dear to me because I know it helps really help me find the peace within and my self-referral. So I do hold space for that every day. That could be two minutes, five minutes, half an hour, goodness, sometimes an hour, depending on the day and what I need. Um, and then movement too. Movement, such a gift. Our bodies are meant to move. Um, we're not meant to sit still for eight hours, two hours, three hours. And I move so much now that when I'm in the car for more than two hours, I, get, I have to get out and stretch. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing to me? We don't sit this way ever. Um, and that's been a gift since I've moved kind of from the corporate world into all of the things that I'm doing now. Um, but we can find this. We can kind of etch it out. I'd say the meditation, the movement, the breathing, I say really, these are all things that we have available to us at our fingertips. It's nothing special. It's nothing magical, nothing you need to buy, especially with the breathing exercises. We all breathe, right? That's why we're here. That's why we're alive. <laughs> but we do shallow lung breathing typically, um, sometimes 90% of the time, sometimes more. And I don't know that we realize it. And when you do start to realize it and you're sitting in stillness and you take that deep breath in and you do it a couple times, it's incredible how your nervous system feels. So that's something I do pretty regularly um, with my kids too. They'll be all worked up and I'll stop them before I can even get through to them. I'm like, got to breathe. 
a whole bunch of kids. And then I don't want to breathe. And I'm like, you are right now. Like, just take a deeper breath. And we'll just, we'll sit there together and do it. And with my family and friends too, I'm like, okay, you know, if they can't sleep well, or they're getting into a big meeting, or we're just talking, or they're sharing something emotional, breath is so intertwined with all of that. And we can get into some really beautiful breathing exercises. So those are a few of the things that I've done for myself and I continue to do on a regular basis. I actually want to bring you back, Tessa, because one of the things that you said at the beginning, yes, I feel like it's the key to people even having time to do some of these things, which is no is a complete sentence. (laughs) No, it's the best sentence and I love it. And people are like, no. And I'm like, no, I'm like, say it with a wonderful inflection in your voice. You know, you know, Saying no, no thanks. That's not a part of my journey today, but thank you so much. You know, people, when you use the word no and you put in beautiful boundaries into your life, you are giving other people the idea, the embodiment, the empowerment to do the same. So that's what you give to them. You are allowing them to see that and be like, wow, she's totally comfortable saying that and protecting her peace and protecting her space. I'm going to go do the same and I'm going to get myself some of that. I mean, I've talked to close family members and friends, especially over the past holidays where I would call or they would call me and they'd be like, I'm just exhausted. I'm exhausted. I'm like, well, tell me what you had going on. And I'm like, so that they're like, boom, went to here and there and this person's house, this. And I was like, Oh, wow. I would be exhausted too. I'm exhausted listening to that. And I love that. I was like, but why are you cramming all this in to one or two days? What if we said no, and you actually had the gift of the holiday, which was some stillness and peacefulness for yourself, you know, and then that other person could do the same. And it's, it's funny how we do these, this thing to ourselves. And I think it has a lot to do with the world we live in today, that we are inundated and bombarded with so much stimuli now that computers are held in our palms and we have connection with a million people all over the world, yeah. go, 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 go. Being bored is a lost thing. Nobody <laughs> to be bored anymore. I love being bored. I tell my kids all the time, they're like, I'm bored. I'm like, yeah, it's great, right? I'm like, let's have a Sunday in. They can't stand it. They always laugh when they tell me that. But I'm like, no, we we get slow. We get still that's when the most creativity happens. That's when you're at your best, your restfulness. It's a beautiful gift. So I would tell anybody who struggles with creating those boundaries and using the word no. Um, Barry Shores is a friend of mine and he likes to say, put a K and a W at the end, knowledge (laughs) and wisdom. That's where you're gifting somebody by using the no. So I mean, definitely start to see what serves you and what doesn't and think about that before you initially accept every invitation. You know, if going out some night with your friends to dinner that you know is going to be later, but you have something big going on tomorrow, you want to make that early workout class or you just need rest, say no, pass. No, but I'll catch you the next time around, you know, or no, but I'll call you tomorrow and we can catch up on the phone or or no, I'm going to this class tomorrow. Maybe you want to go with me, you know, after you guys go out, I just can't tonight. You know, I said no to a couple parties. I talked to the people, shared my love. I keep up with them regularly. And I was like, I just, you know, I can't, I've got to just have a moment of presentness with my family here at the house. And that looks like us being in and being still and together, you know, so, and people respect that more than, you know, because they want that too. We all are secretly seeking that. We really are. So give them the gift of sharing with them that the ability to say that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And I also think the more often you say yes, the more people are going to keep trying it. You know, not even talking about events, but volunteerism and things like that. The people just don't respect your time. Well, that person obviously has nothing else to do. So we might as well tap them for this other thing. Like Exactly. No, the more the, the scarcity, <laughs> the less time you give them, the more they'll appreciate it, I think. Keep some of that for yourself. It's true. Okay, so just because we can doesn't mean we should. Yeah. And just energy is currency. It is. It's the most expensive currency that we can give. Your energy, your time, and your presence. Yeah. are the most beautiful, expensive, incredible, priceless thing that you can give to somebody because you have, you, you do have an endless supply, but you have to continue to recharge it, yeah. right? You've got to give that back to yourself. And who, when we are constantly saying yes, we don't realize it, but the person that we're saying no to is ourselves on the other end of that. You're right. That we're saying we're just going further and further deeper into expending all of that energy. We're not recharging the battery. We're not going within and saying, does this serve, right? Is this for the greater good of money? Is this within service? Is this fulfilling me? Is this charging my battery right now right. when I do it? And if it's not, it's okay to say no and decline. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. And it, you know, it's the quality of what you're putting out and it's the responsibility of us to put out um, what we're meant to versus the quantity. Maybe yeah. that could be like a new year's resolution to say no to everything. For yeah, like <laughs> it's not, not serving. Well, it is, you know, I've changed. I will say that this year, 2023 was pivotal for me because of the directions that I started to take within my life and the businesses, um, even my own reflection of the energy that I put into money and how that looks. Because uh, I do believe that we're magnetic and I believe that having boundaries and saying no, utilizing our voice and utilizing that no is a gift to us. And it's changed because my environment started to change too. And the things that were coming in really started to be in tune with what I was putting out. And that compliment was beautiful versus having everything flooded in, you know, uh, just bombarded with all the things and having to pick and feeling overwhelmed and juggling. When I started to get delegate and to see what was really serving my path and my purpose, my peace, that's what started coming in. And it was beautiful. It really was. Yeah. It's amazing. Excellent. Great advice. Thank you. So let's talk a little bit about, I think a lot of people are a little bit confused about the, you know, what, Ayurvedic, and I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. Is it? It's. I always say Ayurvedic, but I've heard it pronounced yeah. otherwise. Is that so? Ayurveda. Yep. So Ayurvedic. the Ayurvedic practice. You can say the same way, and you were. That was beautiful. And it is. So it's a five thousand year old body of knowledge, um, predating from. It's the Vedic body of knowledge predating kind of what we have today with the modern medicine and modern science. And it's a beautiful gift, really, evaluating the science of life. And I love to put it that way because it is, it's this beautiful connection and composition of all the things around us. You know, it's the nature around us. It's the energy around us. It's the movement. It's the food we eat. It's the way our bodies moved. It's the way our internal organs are working. It's the energy expansion. So our hearts actually give out an electromagnetic field. I don't know if a lot of people realize that, but we you can feel it from that's that connection you feel in front of people. And you'll be with your friends or you'll meet somebody new and you'll be like, their energy was infectious. Well, yes, it is. Mm -hmm. It lifts you up and, and you can feel it emitting from them when they're really in tune from themselves and they're really clear and taking care of their bodies. 
And I like to put it from an Ayurvedic perspective or Ayurveda perspective is that if you love your body, it's going to love you back, you know, and in a world where we're trying to be stay, you know, alive and young as possible and longevity is the topic of conversation, but also quality of life and mindfulness yeah. seem to be really relevant now, which I love that we've come out of this sort of fear state into a broader perspective of how can we really live quality lives and I would challenge them and say, yeah, you want to live longer, but you want to live and create a life that you can't wait to wake up to. Absolutely. And that's where the Ayurvedic practice comes in with the six pillars of health. And so what we do from a coaching perspective and lifestyle coaching perspective is we profile our clients and we can really let them know the composition of their body's makeup. So depending on the different um, spaces that your body holds, how your nutritional system operates, what works really well from you from a food and nutritional system and what you ingest, and then also how to balance and regulate your nervous system through breathing, breathing practices, movement, sleep, um, to the smallest little point of the time of day that you're eating to the time that you fall asleep, to how to get into patterns where it's more of a fluid activity than in challenge where you're not laying awake at night and you can't fall asleep and you're feeling restless. And it could be simply your diet that's affecting you so much that you just, you're having problems with the digestion, or it could be that you're having stimulation so late at night. I mean, there's so many different things, but we beautifully map that all out for our clients. So they have almost a roadmap, if you will, to have a really high quality um, life in so many different aspects, but we talk about the nutrition, the sleep, the meditation, the movement, the emotional well-being, and the self-care as well. And I think that's really a gift to many people because we have, just like we did, these beautiful resolutions and ideas, and then life creeps in as it does, you know? And so what we have done, and what I have done is found a way in my own life as well, and that's where this business stemmed from and the coaching to live, to be a human out there in a human world, living with all these things coming on a daily basis. I have no control over them. Um, I have no idea what's going to happen. The day I could get totally lost, taken away from me and blow up in my face, but I have tools to regulate myself so I can be responsible for how I show up and be really comfortable with the way I show up. And that's the Ayurvedic practice. Excellent. And what I've, I've read about, like that there's a certain, your body compass like you're the way you you look basically that that yeah. puts you into a certain sort of category yes yeah, so there's the doshas so the doshas are really exciting because you can get in based on the composition profiling you can determine based on the different uh, natural elements that are you know primary and really make up a lot of your body composition and that's going to have impacts on how you digest food your movement um even as far as like if you have chronic heartburn or if your energy levels are higher at this time of day or this time of year, hot and cold. For instance, I'm a Vata. Uh, that's my profiling. My energy levels tend to be very high unless I get really cold. And then it's like a hummingbird. I'm up here and then the cold water comes in and then I'm like, oh, I can't move. So, but with that, I have to keep in mind, I have a whole profiling of my nutrition and the foods that work for me. And I'll tell you, when I started to understand the dynamics of how I could really get 
the nutrition and the nutrients from these certain foods that really sat well for me, mm-hmm. it changed my entire dietary system, like my digestive system. The fire was so much stronger. My metabolism was higher. I felt my energy levels started to skyrocket, which was great. So then I can accomplish all of these things like flying around in an aerial hammock <laughs> and taking training on a weekend and having two small kids as a single mom. So it's interesting. And yes, the body makeups tend to be certain types. So you will see, you know, from um, body frames, you will have that fight, but that's just a small portion. It also has to do with really a lot of the digestion tracks and energy levels, sleep patterns, and also mood regulation too. And what we found is that we have beautiful ways for balancing each of the three doshas. So you have the vata, the pitta, and the kapha, and that could be your fire and your earth or your earth and your water or the you know, air and space, any combination of those. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not unheard of to be bi-docial too, because within us, we have all three layers. It's just one rises up typically as the primary. And that's what we look to really focus on. So we can give you those roadmaps. I mean, so we go down to the details of smells that regulate you, sounds that regulate you, colors that you really regulate you and help you balance breathing practices. You could be sitting in your car, you could be sitting in your office and tap into a really quick two, three, four minute breathing practice. And it's a gift because it helps regulate your nervous system and you can carry on for the rest of the day and sort of a peacefulness instead of being in that sympathetic nervous system where you're in that fight or flight. And it's really, it's beautiful. And that is longevity. That is the key to it. So If we can't harmonize and we can't balance ourselves and we don't have these tools, unfortunately, what it does staying in that sympathetic nerve um, capacity, it increases inflammation. It causes stress, which increases inflammation in the body where you can be more susceptible to diseases or accelerated aging or any of the stress, the number of different things that can come from that. So I like to tell people, I'm like, it could increase your longevity and your quality of life too. And hey, you're going to have the gift of that exuberance of that energy level of your skin, of your digestion, of your diet. You know, I don't change people's the way that they look on the outside, but movement's key. And if you're getting up and moving your body in ways um, for the right reasons, then it's a beautiful gift to yourself too. So yeah, there's just a whole lot of benefits to it and no downsides. So it was too good not to share. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And it kind of explains why people can't all, you know, do a certain diet or, you know, some person can eat this thing or do this thing and, and other people just can't, it just doesn't resonate with them. And you force your body to do something because you read it in a book or whatever, and it doesn't turn out to be the best thing for you. Right. And then you get discouraged and then you have to understand we are all, we are such gifts. We are such incredible gifts. There's nobody on the planet like us. We are all individuals in our own way and we all have our own gifts to express. And I have people tell me all the time in my coaching, yeah, but it's already been done. And I'm like, yeah, it has, but nobody's done it like you. Nobody has the thoughts that you think. Nobody says the words that you say. Nobody feels and has the emotions that you do and expends that. I go, I want to hear it your way. You know, I also teach yoga. There are so many yoga teachers out there. I love you all, by the way. I do it my way. We all have different classes. I love to go to yours. You love to go to mine. People come to mine, yours, all of them, because nobody's giving that same amount of energy or the same way that you do. So it would say, go do the thing if you're passionate about it, because nobody is you. 
And when it gets into the lifestyle coaching and the diet and the movement and the function, yeah, it's going to be completely different and it's tailored to you and what works for you. And that's why it works, right? Your movement might not look the same as mine. And I can't have somebody go tell me I need to do this hit class, you know, or whatever they're called or some, some <laughs> power or whatever. I don't think, but I can't do that. And nobody, I have people who don't want to jump on this hammock with me and fly around. <laughs> I, I love that too. Promise I'll probably get you on, but that's okay. <laughs> that could look like walking. You know, my 93 year old grandparents are getting out and walking around and moving in certain ways. It also changes at different times within your life too. And you have to honor that. Yeah. Respect your body. <clears throat> yeah. So what does it look like when you first start coaching someone? Yeah, definitely. So we go through the Ayurvedic 101 practice. Um, so we will do a, just a 30 minute consultation so I can explain to you exactly what it is, what we'll walk through. You can ask any questions and I like to understand my clients, right? So it's a mutual guided relationship. I am not a guru or a coach or anything else that I could teach you, but I'm a guide. You already know this. You have this body of knowledge within you. All that I'm doing is tapping back into it with you. You're not going out. You're not buying any tools. You're not buying any elixirs. You know, <laughs> there's, there's nothing. It is close to magic, but it's the magic that you have within you and the tools that you have around you. So we'll do that quick um, consultation introduction. You can get to know me a little bit better and I can get to know you and we can set just kind of some goals for yourself. Then we'll go through the Ayurvedic practice and we'll do the profiling, which is really exciting because we'll get to know your dosha. I'll share with you what the dosha is. I'll walk through that with you. I'll walk through the composition of the body. And it's so it's such a gift when I do this with my clients because they're like, that's me. That's me. That sounds so right. I'm like, that is you. It's you. <laughs> um, and doesn't that feel right? Or how does that sound? Or do you find this coming up? And and they do. And we'll share that. And so then we'll walk through the nutritional pillar too. I like to walk through that one first. I'll tell you why. Because a lot of the body serotonin is produced in the gut. So you have your two brains, you have your brain, and then you actually have your gut brain and the regulation and just the connection between emotions and how that works is so important. And so you have to feed your body that healthy vibration that's coming in that healthy energy. So we'll go through that. We'll get a commitment there just so you can start to try out some different protocol, some dietary changes. Again, it's nothing heavy. You're not going to go out and get a new meal plan or anything like that. Again, you don't have to try anything brand new. You're not going to dedicate to a meal plan. It's going to be a grocery list of anything that you could find in your grocery store near you. It's easy, right? I would need to keep it simple. If it wasn't simple, I wouldn't have done it. So that, that was part of one of the things I was like, okay, how difficult is this? And what am I going to have to do? And do I have these things at home? And that for me, I was like, yeah, I have all of this. So then we walk through the nutritional pillar. And then once we start to do that, we'll walk through the other remaining five pillars and it will sort of mold a foundation of what your life looks like, how you're incorporating the movement, how you're incorporating potentially the meditation. And I know that can be scary for a lot of people, but we do a foundation. <laughs> it looks different for everybody. And for that, I just ask people, it's just finding that peace and stillness. Typically the reason we can't sit still um, a lot of the times is that we're uncomfortable within ourselves. And that can look like so many different things. It could be within our body, could be within our thoughts. It could be just sitting still because we're told we constantly have to go, 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 go. So we tackle that and it's a big one to tackle. And we work through that one-on-one. -on -one. 
It is, but man, does that feel good when we do? I can't promise you it won't be work. It is <laughs> be work, but the most courageous work that you can do is the work that you do in yourself. And I am privileged and it's an honor to be able to work through that with any one of my clients and to guide them. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. For me, the problem with the, or the, the challenge that I have with meditation is getting my mind to stop racing around and running around. Even when I do it first thing in the morning, I still, uh, thoughts yeah. keep creeping in and then I have to remember, oh yeah, you have to put those thoughts away. Oh, that's yeah. I'm supposed to be meditating. It's, so, <laughs> it's hard. Let them go. I always tell people, I'm like, let the train off the rails. That's so <laughs> crazy because the more you try and stop it, the faster it's going to go. And then it becomes almost impossible. So I let all of those go. I let them race around. I mean, all of a sudden there'll be like a purple dinosaur. And I'm like, oh, well, where did that guy come from? I'm like, this is crazy. It's like the more stuff, it can get really creative. And I heard, and through my practice and my training, it's not the, excuse me, it's not the lack of thoughts. It's the gap in between thoughts. Because if we didn't have the smallest little space, it would be one long thought that would make no sense at all. And we'd be like, (laughs) what? We'd walk around and we'd look wild. So it's a small little space in between thoughts. And know that. As soon as you know that, that's the first step. And then- the thoughts, let them go, let them go crazy. Don't try to regulate them. It's the wild west, let them go and start to tap into your body and your breathing and start to take really long inhales. So you're trying to get your breath down to your diaphragm. And some people that can be challenging because they've never really stopped themselves and done the deeper breathing. It's such a beautiful gift and just work on the breath for about five minutes at a time. And you'll start to find that that will quiet down your thoughts And then you can start to fall a little bit into the gaps in between and that space is going to grow. And that's it. And that can look like walking too. I have had, I'll tell you my meditative practice, which I've been doing it for upwards of a year and a half now. Um, And it's great. And I practice it every day, but my meditation practice started with an active meditation practice to the point where I had to get into a hot power yoga class and go so far and get so intense that I had no other option, but to be really present. And depending on how your thoughts are and how they feel today, that might be something that you need to do. But I would say to you, I would just challenge you to turn off any music, leave your phone at home, go do whatever it is that you need to do from an active perspective, whether that's a hot class, whether that's go for a run, whether that's go for a walk, but leave anything outside of you at home. Just go and do it. And let the thoughts get jumbled, let them get crazy, but keep pushing forward. And you're going to find that slowly they're going to quiet. They're still there. They're always going to be there. We can't shut down the computer. The screen's still going to be flashing. We're going to have a million tabs open. It's just the way that it is. (laughs) But just let it quiet a little bit. And that the more you do that, it's a practice, just like everything else. Being human is a practice. Like we're constantly evolving. We have to give ourselves grace. Just keep practicing it and it will get easier. Yeah. Well, and it's, that's a key thing too, you know, this idea, you know, like just getting off your phone, getting off of any kind of electronic media for a couple of hours or even a couple of minutes. Tell me how you feel. I'll be honest. It's, it's so interesting because it's a lot of people talk about, um, are comfortable with energy levels or the science of it or the chemical release that occurs. And when you are away from any kind of electronics, anything that's giving out that kind of vibration and you're not looking anything and you are just 
present in whatever moment, the brain waves and the activities are wild to see the differences because the spikes that we get from our phones or computers or what we look at are similar to probably the spikes that we'd get from a sugar or glucose. But then what happens right after that? There's a crash. And that's <laughs> constantly blah, 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 up and down a million different ways. And it's, it's hard. Technology is a gift and we can do so much with it, but it was meant to be a tool. Right. We were meant to use it. It was not meant to use us. Exactly. And I, when I'm concerned <laughs> that with the, what, where the world's going yeah. with all of this, I'd be lying if I said as a mother, I don't monitor closely how often my kids touch any kind of device and how often they see me on any kind of device. Yeah. Um, and when I'm with them, I try to be with them as much as possible. We're only human and we have work and we have jobs. Yeah. Um, but I would challenge you all just to give yourself some space away. Anything that, you know, is not attached to you, you know, <laughs> go out in your body. This beautiful body is enough. Just go out in it and go be in it and don't have anything hanging off you attached to your belt and your hand and your pocket and your ears. Just go, go be outside and feel how good it feels again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's true. I started doing a I mean, I used to walk every morning. Uh, I used to live across the street from the beach. So I would go and walk every morning. And then I moved into the city and I walk, I'd walk around. It's like, it just wasn't interesting or pretty yeah. or, you know, I just felt like I was walking around in circles. And so I just kind of get away from it. And yeah. I've just started doing again, you know, I have to go someplace to do it, but I've just started walking in nature again. And what a difference, you know, I can tell yeah. so much the days that I start that way versus a day that I just go to the gym and, you know, walk on the treadmill or something. And it's huge. It's huge. It's so energizing and revitalizing going, being in nature. It's grounding. It's beautiful. And the connection, the energy that you get from it is a natural connection to your body because it's the same elements that are made up, you know, so you have elementally the water, the air, the energy, the green, <clears throat> you're connected. We are connected to all things. We're connected to each other and we forget that. And we feel isolated sometimes, but we're not, we're all connected. We're connected through our hardships. We're connected through our joys. We're connected through our thoughts, through our bodies. It's a beautiful thing. And what we do, but we're constantly um, almost being isolated by the over over inundating stimuli that we're getting all the time. And it is, it can be quite difficult in the city. I've lived in both um, the city and at the beach and the water is such an energizing um, energy, body of energy. So it's hard to leave that, but being able to connect and ground yourself is such a gift and to do it as often as possible. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe that could be a new year's practice is to leave your phone someplace for at least an hour and gross. go walk in nature or be in nature in some way without any electronic device stuck to you. <laughs> so good. Is it back? Is it, did it freeze? Good. It, yeah, just, but I can still hear you. So it's okay. Okay, good. <laughs> but yes, I think that's a beautiful gift and I can't say it enough to be able to get out and do all the things. And you can facilitate that by first saying no to other people. Exactly. <laughs> and doing the things that serve you. And I will tell you, when you start to do that and you start to really recharge your battery and take that energy within, you are a gift to others because you admit that to the others. So when you do say yes to the one thing, you're showing up full, full tank, full energy of love that you give given to yourself. 
you know, just kind of vibrating that all around you and people feel and they're like, what happened to you? You know, what are you doing lately? You look great. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. yeah but say no, I'm looking That's to see what fulfills me. And then I'm giving everybody else the okay to do the same. Yeah. That's beautiful. Awesome. So Tessa, our time is just whipping by here. Um, how can people get in touch with you if they want to start taking control of their health and their life and their happiness? Absolutely. So they can find me at thebalanceofyou.com. Um, so that's the balance of you co and the balance of you.com. And you can go check out the Ayurvedic. I've got a lot of great um, just flyers, information, tools, and tricks that you can look at. We have our journal entries and we have a lot of medical studies too, that I would always, if somebody's looking in, we don't take the place of just uh, your medical doctor or going and seeing um, your therapist or whomever else you might be seeing, but we are a beautiful supplement to that. So you can really understand the composition of you. So you can definitely go out to the balance of You can find us at the balance of you co online or myself at, at Tess underscore Elizabeth one, and feel free to reach out and connect. If there's something that really resonated with you, if you have more questions, send me an email at Tessa at balance I would be so happy to connect with you, answer any other questions or hear from you. Excellent. Thanks, Tessa. And all of those, all of those links will be in the show notes. So you can, if you didn't catch them all as they went flying by, <laughs> you can just look down in the show notes and find all that information. Tessa, is there anything you wish I would have asked you that I didn't ask? Oh, goodness. No, I don't know. This conversation has been absolutely beautiful. And I would just tell everybody, it's been a journey. And definitely at this stage, as you come into, you know, we're in January and you get into January, February and first quarter of this year. I would say if your intention has, you know, your new year's resolution has been lost, uh, fear not, you know, this is a journey that we are all on and it's truly one foot in front of the other. Um, we're not meant to move mountains overnight, right? It's slowly and surely, and we can do that together and keep that in mind, but you did have the intention. So don't lose sight of that. Um, that's my one probably thing that I would say is that you did have an intention and there was something that you wanted to change. And you have agency over your life. So make the shift, do the thing, step out of your comfort zone, untether the boat, go out to sea, <laughs> let the sails go and just fly a little bit. Um, and if you're looking to find ways to do that, you can always reach out. But I guess that would be the only other thing I'd add. Yeah, that's great. Very good. Perfect. Thank you so much, Tessa. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. Oh, the pleasure was mine. And thank you, listener, for listening. Think right now about somebody who you know who maybe isn't as happy and healthy as they might want to be. Somebody who maybe needs to say no once in a while to someone else so they can say yes to themselves. Maybe think of a couple of people like that or even five and for this episode to them. They will thank you. And in the meantime, take that same advice for yourself. And we'll see you next week. 